0: Hello and welcome to the Doxology Podcast.
1: I am Jens Nelson. And I am Lucas Bonus Stock. Is that your middle name, Bonus? It is today because it's a bonus episode. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) This is a podcast dedicated to journeying together on the road that is the Christian faith. Join us as we discuss and investigate theology and the Christian life as we strive for unity amongst our diversity as members of Christ's church. So Lucas, as you said, this is a bonus episode. It is Halloween, Hallow's Eve, Reformation Day, whatever you want to call it. It is October 31st, and this marks the um, 503rd anniversary of of the day that Martin Luther uh, took his hammer or whatever he took and put his 95 theses on the door of the Church of Wittenberg, uh, meant to be a introduction, I guess, to a formal discussion regarding these theses, regarding these matters. Uh, it more or less sparked a Reformation. Uh, I don't know if you want to use the word revolution, um, but it it, it <laughs> was the spark, the shot heard around the world, so to speak, of this greater movement, this greater happening uh, in the 1500s where um, reformers, where church magistrates, where people began to gather and recognize that um, we're not going to follow in the the teachings of the Catholic Church any longer. And again, as we've said a thousand times, it, it was meant to be a reformation, not a again, revolution in the sense that they're trying to create a whole new religion. Um, they were trying to reform what they thought was the true teachings of the church, of, of the apostles, of the early church fathers, um, and they wanted to correct the the various deviations. So without any further abdu- without any with, all right <laughs> without <laughs> any further ado, uh, we're going to read, Line by line, the 95 theses in honor, um, in celebration of what Martin Luther did 503 years ago. So,
1: yep. And and slightly further ado, we haven't we haven't practiced, so there's probably going to be some words we stumble over. Whatever. Um, and we are doing this to mark the Reformation because we are children of the Reformation, as that is probably clear. Um, we love the catholic orthodox faith which is why unfortunately it needed to be reformed and here we are today so now um, we will start so we'll start with uh martin luther's introduction and then we'll go into the actual theses themselves out of love for the truth and from desire to elucidate it the reverend father martin luther master of arts and sacred theology an ordinary lecturer therein at wittenberg Intends to defend the following statements and to dispute them, dispute on them in that place. Therefore, he asks that those who cannot be present and dispute with him orally shall do so in their absence by letter. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Amen.
0: All right, Jens is odd, Lucas is even. Here we go. Number one. Also, we don't have to say. Are we going to say the number every time? Just we didn't clarify that. Or just? Eh, we, I don't think we have to. Okay. We'll, we'll start. So when our uh, when our Lord and Master Jesus Christ said, "Repent." Uh, Matthew 4:17 He willed the entire life of believers to be one of repentance.
1: This word cannot be understood as referring to the sacrament of penance, that is confession and satisfaction, as administered by the clergy.
0: Yet it does not mean solely inner repentance. Such inner repentance is worthless unless it produces various outward mortifications of the flesh.
1: The penalty of sin remains as long as the hatred of self, that is, true inner repentance, namely, till our entrance into the kingdom of God. The Pope neither desires
0: nor is able to remit any penalties except those imposed by his own authority
1: or that of the canons. The Pope cannot remit any guilt except by declaring and showing that it has been remitted by God, or, to be sure, by remitting guilt in cases reserved to his judgment. If his right to grant remission in these cases were disregarded, the guilt would certainly remain unforgiven.
0: God God remits guilt to no one unless at the same time he humbles him in all things and makes him submissive to the vicar, the priest.
1: The penitential canons are imposed only on the living, and according to the canons themselves, nothing should be imposed on the dying.
0: Therefore, the Holy Spirit through the Pope is kind to us insofar as the Pope in his decrees always makes exception of the articles of death and of necessity.
1: Those priests act ignorantly and wickedly who, in the case of the dying, reserve canonical penalties for purgatory.
0: Those tares of changing the uh, canonical penalty to the penalty of purgatory were evidently sown while the
1: bishops slept, Matthew thirteen twenty-five. In former times, canonical penalties were imposed not after but before absolution as tests of true contrition.
0: The dying are freed by death from all penalties, are already dead as far as canon laws are concerned, and have a right to be released from them.
1: Imperfect piety or love on the part of the dying person necessarily brings with it great fear, and the smaller the love, the greater the fear.
0: This fear or horror is sufficient in itself to say nothing of other things to constitute the penalty of purgatory since it is very near to the horror of despair.
1: Hell, purgatory, and heaven seem to differ the same as despair, fear, and assurance of salvation.
0: It seems as though for the souls in purgatory, fear should necessarily decrease and love increase.
1: Furthermore, it does not seem proved, either by reason or by scripture, that souls in purgatory are outside the state of merit, that is, unable to grow in love.
0: Nor does it seem proved that souls in purgatory, at least not all of them, are certain and assured of their own salvation,
1: even if we ourselves may be entirely certain of it. Therefore, the Pope, when he uses the words, plenary remission of all penalties, does not actually mean all penalties, but only those imposed by himself.
0: Thus, those indulgence preachers are in error who say that a man is absolved from every penalty and
1: saved by papal indulgences. As a matter of fact, the Pope remits to souls in purgatory no penalty which, according to canon law, they should have paid in this life.
0: If remission of all penalties whatsoever could be granted by anyone at all, certainly it would be granted only by the most perfect, that is, to very few.
1: For this reason, most people are necessarily deceived by that indiscriminate and high-sounding promise of release from penalty.
0: That power, which the Pope has in general over purgatory, corresponds to the power which any bishop or curate has uh, in a particular way in his own diocese and parish.
1: The Pope does very well when he grants remission to souls in purgatory, not by the power of the keys, which he does not have, but by way of intercession for them. They preach
0: only human doctrines uh, who say that as soon as the money clinks
1: into the money chest, the soul flies out of purgatory. It is certain that when money clinks in the money chest, greed and avarice can be increased. But when the church intercedes, the result is in the hands of God alone.
0: Who knows whether all all souls in purgatory wish to be redeemed, since we have exceptions in uh, St. Servinius and St. Pascal. Uh, as
1: related in a legend. No one is sure of the integrity of his own contrition, much less of having received plenary remission. The man who actually
0: buys indulgences is as rare as he who is really penitent. Indeed, he is
1: exceedingly rare. Those who believe that they can be certain of their salvation because they have indulgence letters will be eternally damned, together with their teachers. Men must
0: especially be on guard against those who say that the Pope's pardons are that inestimable gift
1: of God by which man is reconciled to him. For the graces of indulgences are concerned only with the penalties of sacramental satisfaction established by man. They who teach that contrition is not necessary on the part of those
0: who intend to buy souls out of purgatory or to buy confessional
1: privileges
0: preach unchristian doctrine.
1: Any truly repentant Christian has a right to full remission of penalty and guilt, even without indulgence letters.
0: Any true Christian, whether living or dead, participates in all the blessings of Christ and the church, and that is granted to him by God, even without indulgence letters.
1: Nevertheless, papal remission and blessing are by no means to be disregarded, for they are, as I have said in Thesis 6, the proclamation of the divine remission.
0: It is very difficult, even for the most learned theologians, at one and the same time, to commend to the people the bounty of indulgences and the need of true contrition.
1: A Christian who is truly contrite seeks and loves to pay penalties for his sins. The bounty of indulgences, however, relaxes penalties and causes men to hate them. At least, it furnishes occasion for hating them. Papal
0: indulgences must be preached with caution, lest people erroneously
1: think they are preferable to, uh, to other good works of love. Christians are to be taught that the Pope does not intend that the buying of indulgences should in any way be compared with works of mercy.
0: Christians are to be taught that he who gives to the poor or lends to the needy does a better deed than he who buys indulgences.
1: Because love grows by works of love, man thereby becomes better. Man does not, however, become better by means of indulgences, but is merely freed from penalties.
0: Christians are to be taught that he who sees a needy man and passes him by, yet gives his money for indulgences, does not buy
1: papal indulgences, but God's wrath. Christians are to be taught that unless they have more than they need, they must reserve enough for their family needs and by no means squander it on indulgences. Dang. (laughs) Christians are to be
0: taught that they that they, is this worded incorrectly? Maybe the. The, okay. Christians are know. to be taught that the buying of indulgences
1: is a matter of free choice, not command. Christians are to be taught that the Pope, in granting indulgences, needs and thus desires their devout prayer more than their money. Christians are to be taught that papal indulgences are useful
0: only if they do not put their trust in them but very harmful if they lose their fear
1: of god because of them. Christians are to be taught that if the pope knew the exactions of the indulgence preachers he would rather that the basilica of saint peter were burned to ashes than built up with the skin, flesh and bones of his sheep. Christians are to be taught
0: that the pope would and should wish to give of his own money even though he had to sell the uh, even though he had to sell the basilica of saint peter to many of those from whom certain hawkers of indulgences cajole money.
1: It is vain to trust in salvation by indulgence letters, even though the indulgence commissary commissary, or even the Pope were to offer his soul as security.
0: They are the enemies of Christ and the Pope who forbid altogether the preaching of the word of God in some churches in order that indulgences
1: may be preached in others. Injury is done to the word of God when, in the same sermon, an equal or larger amount of time is devoted to indulgences than to the word.
0: It is certainly the Pope's sentiment that if indulgences, which are very a very significant thing, are celebrated with one bell, one procession, and one ceremony, then the gospel, which is the very greatest thing, should be preached with a, a hundred bells, a hundred processions, and a hundred ceremonies.
1: The true treasures of the church, out of which the Pope distributes indulgences, are not sufficiently discussed or known among the people of Christ.
0: That indulgences are not temporal treasures uh, is certainly clear, for many indulgence sellers do not distribute them freely, but only gather them.
1: Nor are they the merits of Christ and the saints, for even without the Pope, the latter always work grace for the inner man, and the cross, death, and hell for the outer man.
0: St. Lawrence said that the poor of the church were the treasures of the church, but he spoke according to the usage of the word in his own time.
1: Without want of consideration, we say that the keys of the church, given by the merits of Christ, are that treasure.
0: For it is clear that the Pope's power is of itself sufficient for the remission of penalties and cases reserved
1: by himself. The true treasure of the church is the most holy gospel of the glory and grace of God. But this... Treasure is naturally
0: most odious, for it makes the first be the last, Matthew twenty sixteen.
1: On the other hand, the treasure of indulgences is naturally most acceptable, for it makes the last to be first.
0: Therefore, the treasures of the gospel are nets with which one formerly fished for men of wealth.
1: The treasures of indulgences are nets with with which one now fishes for the wealth of men. The indulgences which the
0: demagogues acclaim as the greatest grace are actually understood to be such only
1: insofar as they promote gain. They are nevertheless, in truth, the most insignificant graces when compared with the grace of God and the piety of the cross.
0: Bishops and curates are bound to admit the commissaries of papal indulgences with
1: all uh, all reverence. But they are much more bound to strain their eyes and ears lest these men preach their own dreams instead of what the Pope has commissioned. Let him
0: who speaks against the truth concerning papal indulgences be anathema and accursed.
1: But let him who guards against the lust and license of the indulgence preachers be blessed.
0: Just as the Pope justly thunders against those who,
1: by any means, whatever, contrive harm to the sale of indulgences much more does he intend to thunder against those who use indulgences as a pretext to contrive harm to holy love and truth. To consider papal indulgences so great
0: that they should absolve a man even if he had done the impossible and had violated the mother
1: of God is madness. We say on the contrary that papal indulgences cannot remove the very least of venial sins as far as guilt is concerned. To say that
0: even Saint Peter, If he were now Pope, could not grant greater graces is blasphemy
1: against St. Peter and the Pope. We say, on the contrary, that even the present Pope, or any Pope whatsoever, has greater graces at his disposal, that is, the gospel, spiritual powers, gifts of healing, etc., as it is written, 1 Corinthians 12. To say that the cross emblazoned with the papal coat
0: of arms and set up by the indulgence preachers is equal in worth to the cross of Christ is blasphemy.
1: To say bishop, sorry, the bishops, curates, and theologians who permit such talk to be spread among the people will have to answer for this.
0: This unbridled preaching of indulgences makes it difficult even for learned men to rescue the reverences which is due the Pope from slander or from shrewd questions of the Lady.
1: Such as, Why does not the Pope empty purgatory for the sake of holy love and the dire need of the souls that are there if he redeems an infinite number of souls for the sake of miserable money with which to build a church? The former reason would be most just, the latter most trivial.
0: Again, why are funeral and anniversary masses for the dead continued, and why does he not return or permit the withdrawal uh, of the endowments founded for them, since it is wrong to pray for the redeemed?
1: again what is this new piety of god and the pope that for a consideration of money they permit a man who is impious and their enemy to buy out of purgatory the pious souls of a friend of god and do not rather because of the need of that pious and beloved soul free it for pure love's sake
0: again why are the perennial canons long since abrogated and dead in actual fact and through disuse now satisfied by the granting of indulgences as though they were still alive and in force.
1: Again, why does not the Pope, whose wealth is today greater than the wealth of the richest Crassus, build build this one basilica of St. Peter with his own money rather than with the money of poor believers?
0: Again, what does the Pope remit or grant to those who by perfect contrition already have a right to full remission and blessings?
1: Again, what greater blessing could come to the church than if the pope were to bestow these remissions and blessings on every believer a hundred times a day as he do- as he now does but once since the pope seeks the salvation
0: of souls rather than money by his indulgences why does he suspend the indulgences and pardons previously granted when they have equal efficacy
1: to repress these very sharp arguments of the laity by force alone and not to resolve them by giving reasons is to expose the church and the pope to the ridicule of their enemies and to make Christians unhappy.
0: If, therefore, indulgences were preached according to the spirit and intention of the pope, all these doubts would be readily resolved. Indeed, they would not exist.
1: Away then with all those prophets who say to the people of Christ, peace, peace, and there is no peace. Jeremiah 6:14.
0: Blessed be all those prophets who say to the people of Christ, "Cross, cross, and there is no cross."
1: Christians should be exhorted to be diligent in following Christ their head through penalties, death, and hell, and thus be confident of entering
0: into heaven through many tribulations rather than through the false security of peace. Acts fourteen twenty two. All righty.
1: We did 95 it. Stumbled right PCs. through it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, there it is. This is our little way of marking the anniversary of the kickoff of the Reformation. Um, and yeah, I think we'll probably just leave it at that. I mean, yeah,
0: not much else I to say. I mean, maybe I th- you've never yeah, heard it I mean, before. Now, you know, now you at least know what Martin Luther was writing
1: about. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot lot to unpack there, especially for me the first time I read it, but um, that's for another time and place. Um, Next year. So, yeah. (laughs) Hopefully you are enjoying um, safely and spookily your Halloween slash Reformation Day. Um, I don't know if you do trick-or-treating, if that's a thing this year. Like, I'm dressing up at my office as three-hole punch Jim. Oh, nice! <laughs> From the office. <laughs> um, hopefully, kids are able to get some candy because you know. Hopefully, po- no, no. Hopefully, they they're able to. Maybe hopefully that's, he'll he'll, hopefully. he'll give them the <laughs> out of out of for true love's sake he'll <laughs> remit their. Candyless sins right all right okay i think it's time to wrap this up all right. so thank you for listening
0: <laughs> to this episode if you'd like to connect with us hit us up on twitter and instagram at doxology podcast send us an email uh, doxology at gmail.com we love your feedback questions or episode ideas sign up for the newsletter uh, we'd love to hear from you peace peace